0: Good golfers. What's well, all they have time for? They don't work out, they don't lift weights, they don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course at least have some fun. And
1: from across the country, Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on The Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's you got your name on. It. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal
0: or no deal? The Jason Walker Show.
1: Welcome to Tight End Sports Bar in Plano, Texas. Jason Walker, we are back. The Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Coming up today here on the Road to Frisco, which uh, we've got some great sponsors. We're going to be talking with Governor Greg Gianforte and get his thoughts on this ball game for the Bobcats, which is coming up tomorrow, the Road to the Championship it is here. It's in Frisco. We're also going to talk to Hero Sports Bet MGM senior writer uh, Sam Herter and get his thoughts on NDSU. Get his thoughts on the Bobcats and Tangibles. And uh, I didn't ask him who wins, but uh, I have a feeling he's going to remain impartial. Uh, but a lot of great, great fans here. And uh, we're having a good time. A lot of these people are having a great time behind us. We've got bobcats here. We've got bison here, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful place to hang out at uh, Tight End Sports Bar. So if you are in Plano and still wanting to come down, you can. We'll be here for at least the uh, another hour, uh, hanging out, doing the show, and uh, looking forward to it. A lot of bobcats, in fact. Hey, it's my man, uh, Billy Warden just walked by. My great buddy. How you doing, my friend? Good travels. Um, can't wait to hang out with him um, and the rest of the Bobcats. So there was uh, a great uh, story today. Uh, before we get into anything, a uh, great story today that uh, came out of. Oh, it's going to get real loud here in about two seconds. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing. All right, so uh, that is in the background. Thank goodness this is the podcast, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says the choice vehicle It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. This opening segment brought to you by uh, Montana Custom Log Homes and. <laughs>
2: The Bison
1: fans, the Bobcat fans, uh, Montana Custom Log Home has unbelievable uh, experience. The premier log company in the industry. Three distinct divisions so you can create the log home of your dream. You have uh, milled, you have handcrafted, and you have timber frame. And there is uh, nothing better than Montana Custom Log Home. Check them out at yourcustomlog.com. Of course, uh, the road to Frisco made possible by some fantastic sponsors, including Montana Football Hall of Fame. You've got the uh, banquet coming up. We're going to induct the 2022 class at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center.
2: You can uh, get your tickets at Universal Athletic Service and, and
1: uh, on the website, and also you have a chance to uh, get them online. And at the store, as we mentioned, Uh, Big Sky Brokers, Jay Shirley. If you're looking to buy a house in Helena area, nobody better than Jay and his gang at Big Sky Brokers. We appreciate their help.
2: Okay, so some
1: language. It's a good thing it's a podcast, right? Anyway, probably going to hear a lot of that today. Uh, Pinkerton & Company, veteran-owned and operated. And it's American handmade products based in Montana, based uh, in Wyoming, rather. And uh, if you're looking for a wallet that's made out of leather, American leather, made by American in uh, in America, rather, in Wyoming, you can get a wallet, you can get a a custom saddle made. I mean, there's just so many great products at Pinkerton & Company. Check them out at Pinkerton & Co., uh, on Facebook, PinkertonLeather.com. Overland Express, man, Phil Schneider and uh, his great crew at Overland Express, along with Speaker Sprinklers, uh, Joe and the gang over there, appreciate that. Speaker Sprinklers love green grass, and of course, Excite Baits, the premier. <laughs> we have the premier log company as a sponsor. We also have the premier bait company in uh, the the America, uh, in the United States of America. Anyway, you have uh, Excite Baits. We're going to have some product to give away, but Excite Baits is uh, unbelievable. They're based here in Dallas area, in Pilot Point, Texas. Uh, of course, it's my uncle, but it's unbelievable uh, bait for bass fishing uh, especially. But we've also caught... Unbelievable product or unbelievable pike and uh, walleye uh, in Montana on this on this excite bait product. So we'll get you some of that when we get back to uh, our home base. But uh, looking forward to a great day here today. I know that there was a plane. uh, A friend of mine, Ariane, on Facebook uh, thanked Delta Airlines. Now (laughs) the airlines are not getting thanked a lot anymore. But I can tell you one thing that happened is Delta held a flight today. A connecting flight in Salt Lake for more than 25 Bobcat fans who were on a plane from Bozeman coming down here to Dallas. So they they held a plane for 25 minutes in Salt Lake so that the Bobcats could make the connecting flight. Bobcat fans, it is fantastic. Uh, the teams have practiced. They're uh, basically they're done. It's all as the saying goes: the hay is in the barn. There is nothing more to do until kickoff tomorrow. And it's at uh, 11 Central, 10 a.m. Pacific, or Mountain Time rather, and 9 Pacific and uh, also uh, 7 a.m. in Hawaii. You can check it out on ESPN, 2 Of course, uh, the Bobcat Radio Network will have it and uh, all the coverage that you can a- anticipate tomorrow. We will not be on tomorrow. We'll be back Monday. I mean, may be on the road. We may be uh, back in the home studio by Monday. Not sure. We're leaving Sunday, but we'll see what happens. But it's uh, definitely a lot of fun. You've got
2: Bison fans here.
1: Bobcat fans have taken over the bison table, which was right behind us, so that's even better. The bison fans here have been fantastic. We've talked to a bunch of them today and, of course, yesterday here. But you got to come down to Titan Sports Bar. If you're ever in Plano, Titan Sports Bar here in Plano is the best sports bar period. It's not even close. There's other nice sports bars across the country, but this is not even close. They're not even close. It's fantastic here. We did talk to Governor Greg John Forte, and he'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Dude needs a piece of paper and a pen. There we go. See, we help out Bobcats. <laughs> we help out everybody. Though. We do what we can. Um, what did we do today? Uh, today didn't do much. I know my brother and my dad and my uncle went fishing, and then uh, they're going hog hunting. So they're not here today with us at Plano's uh, in Tight End Sports Bar in Plano. All right. A song that everybody can can listen to here and (laughs) not uh, be upset. (laughs) It's been so much fun. Of course, the Bison are prepared for this. They've been down here so many times. They know what they're doing. When you get down here uh, to, uh, to Plano, Frisco area, went to the stadium today. I checked that out. That was fantastic. It, it, as for being a soccer stadium, it's pretty cool uh, what they do for, to set it up to be a uh, football stadium on Saturday uh, here in Frisco. Uh, just down the road, rather, in Frisco. Uh, absolute awesome time at that football stadium. Checking it out today. Got my media credentials and everything. So it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of fun being down here. Uh, and we hope you've enjoyed the coverage. But now is the time to ask, who wins the game? You can get us on Twitter, at sports. You can call or text 406-209-1267. You can also uh, email Jason at com. Who wins the game and what's the score going to be? Um, oh, let's bring in, a, we got a Bobcat baby. Ash... Oh, she's talking. There's a Bobcat fan that came all the way down from Kalispell. Of course, there's a lot of fans from Bozeman from really all over the country. Hey, it's Mr. Bill Warden. How are you, Mr. Bill Warden?
2: Up on the mic.
3: Mr. Bill Warden, how are you, sir? You know, I've never been better, Jason. (laughs) Uh, Kind of my bucket list of my life. Right. I was at the 76th National Championship in Wichita Falls. I went to Charleston for 84. And I hope that in my life, I would have an opportunity to go on one more, and here we are. It's uh, pretty cool. I have a picture of that '76 Championship game. And you are right there. That, that is correct. That is me. Yeah. Uh, your mustache looks a lot better now than it do. <laughs> <laughs> there were probably a lot of, a lot of things that look better in 76 than they do right now. And a lot of things that are more functional. <laughs> hey, uh,
1: how cool has this been? I know you guys just got here today, but the excitement level and everything that's been going
3: on with Bobcat Nation back home. You know, um... I'll I'll tell you a little anecdote. My son, uh, a number of years ago, got to go to the first home playoff game and said, boy, this is amazing. And and I've told him that uh, what he's about to experience tomorrow is unlike anything. And I will tell you that in the, the preceding two times, I've never seen the state of Montana get behind a team like what's going on this year. We have heard stories about people that have flown through Detroit, Chicago, have driven down here for 19 hours to get here. It's absolutely amazing, the energy, the excitement, and how committed people are in Montana to this effort to win a national championship. Oh, it's fantastic. And, you know, why is that, do you think? You know, I think it's a combination of things. I think that the the fact that it's been 37 years since we've done this would obviously be a thing. But I think um, Troy Anderson and Tommy Millard being Montana kids playing for this football team and, and being what they have become, has elicited a, a level of excitement that's unlike anything I've ever seen, Jason. It's just phenomenal. We're talking
1: with uh, Bill Warden here on the Mike Miller Safe Farm Hotline in Plano, Texas, Tight End Sports Park. You were at both of those previous championships. You weren't at the '56 one, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> the uh, storylines, though, the, the comparisons. You know, the the Butte connection, obviously, with Paul Denny. You have uh, the uh, Sonny Hall. Sonny Hall. And Connection, the uh, Sonny Lubick connection, but that 1956 team with the cowboy hats and that story coming into this year uh, with this team is, is pretty special. And I just,
3: those connections from all the way back is pretty awesome and special. It, it, it really is, and, and it's something that, I, you, you know, you just can't even put it into words. It's it's, it's just so magnificent that you have the storyline that's developed this year. This really is a storybook I hope ending to a season that's that's been absolutely phenomenal. Give me
2: a final score.
3: Well, I think we're going to win. I think that this team has been underestimated all year, and I'll tell you, I'll give you one more anecdote. A friend of mine that's actually from South Dakota had an opportunity to talk to the South Dakota coach uh, uh, on the field after that game, and he was he was absolutely amazed by how good this football team is and and just the way that they play team football and the way that they operate. And I, it's it's one of those things that you can't quantify that I think is going to get us over the top. Uh, I think we'll win by I like it. This is Bill Warden. He is a great man. He hired me
1: one time. He made me cut my hair one time. But I almost always had the
3: most respect for you. And I'm glad you're here to witness another another national title. I'm happy I lived long enough to be here, Jason. We all are too. Good so good luck to those podcasts. Thanks for putting me on for a minute. Oh thank you. That was Bill Warden joining us
1: here. At uh, Tight End Sports Bar in Plano, Jason Walker Show will continue in a moment. We'll talk with, we'll talk with uh, Sam Herder coming up, Hero Sports FCS, and also um, the great uh, uh, MG, uh, Bet MGM. He will join us coming up. He'll give us all the breakdown of this game as uh, we continue here. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll be right back. This opening segment brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes. Check them out at yourcustomlog.com.
4: Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations.
1: welcome back to the jason walker show welcome back jason walker show we are live in plano texas at tight end sports bar it is a fantastic place to hang out. If you're ever down here, this is the sports bar you need to come to. It is the best for sure. Uh, we've got a special guest joining us, and uh, his, he's a former Bobcat, T.I.E. Salanoa. Uh, Talk into the microphone now, man, but what years did you play? Because you I, still look like you could play. <laughs> yeah,
8: I played 2011 to 2014, man, so that was the years I played. Man. Cool. So
1: you guys were uh, – you had some – some pretty good years there, but never could get to this point, but uh,
8: how cool is this at the podcast Oh, man, this is amazing. It's, uh, just thinking about it, man, just all the work they put in, and, and just watching them each game until the playoffs, and also, talking with my old teammates about it this entire time was, was great, so uh, excited to be here just to celebrate, just to be around with our teammates, but also for them to support our team, Montana State, so... 2011
1: through 14, so I used to do the PA announcing about that stadium. I, so I'm the old <laughs> first down guy. I'm the original first ah, down guy. Yeah. okay, I recognize the voice. All right, so how many former teammates you
2: got here?
1: I, I mean, they're all
8: running right here for fun here, but it's, uh, man, this, this is what this is what we're you know we're here for also too the union the brotherhood man it's amazing so that's
2: cool.
1: When you see this team, what makes it special this
8: year? Uh oh man, a lot of things man. They, I, I saw we went to the we went to the practice today just seeing this, the team in person. They just they just look great. I mean just their overall look. Uh, I watch them always always on games but.
1: Man, this, this team is special. Obviously, they're here for a reason. They put the work in, and we're excited for them. So, I joining us here. Jason Walker, so we're alive at Tight Sports Bar in Plano, Texas. Uh, are you? Uh, I, I, I know we played, or they played a couple of songs here in the uh, in the facility where It feels like Bison and Bobcats were all together at the same time. Yeah, man.
8: <laughs> we got some. Hey, the Bison fans are great people too. You well, know? uh, as, as a school, we want to be where they were. They're great people. Great people at this bar. We're enjoying our time here.
1: When did you get into town?
8: I got in yesterday. Nothing. I didn't. My my fight didn't cancel like most people in Montana, but I've been here
1: for a little bit, so for me. When when you look at Tommy lot. So, so tell me what he's done the last three games. Can you compare it to anything that you know
8: about Bob history? He's
1: special, man. He reminds me of Daenerys McGee when I played with
8: Daenerys, oh. man. So, uh, but his his caliber stepping into that position as a freshman. Uh it's great, man. And I, I got to meet him today at, uh, at the practice today when we were able to go as an alumni, so it was great to see that and it was enjoyable. So I enjoyed that. Uh, Troy Anderson, how special. Don't talk about that man, man. That man's special, man. He's when he was playing. Both ways, I was like, that dude's ridiculous. I and mean, the fact that he's Defensive Player of the Year, hopefully, he gets the Buckley Canyon, he deserves it. Uh, but that man's a, he's a beast, too. Yeah. So what are you doing now? I uh, work for a mental health field over there in California, okay. in Southern California. So, enjoying okay. that. Working with Group Homes, man. So, giving back to my community in Austin. So, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's
1: awesome. Uh, your time at Montana State, what stands out aside from your teammates and players? What stands out, man, I, it has to be that. Just my old teammates,
8: man, coming out and being able to come together. I think that was the most exciting thing. We watched the game together. Uh, we were texting each other, calling each other, and we were saying, man, this is – I was getting chills. I was playing the game, man. I was, it was exciting, man. And, look, we were enjoying our time together, so it's did,
1: been How did Bozeman change you as a, as a man? Oh, man, I grew, I,
8: I grew up in a family in, in California, and I was just taken care of. And I needed to grow up sometime independently. so I, I, took, I, mean, I kind of part of that, um, growing up in the, Maca- I mean, learning how to grow in the cold, and learning that, I was the worst for being a California kid, but, uh, man, but
1: it, it was great, man, I enjoyed it, it he helped fun. me, Sal and Noah, joining us, a couple of final quick ones for you, you get back to your buddies, but, um, this is a little chilly here,
8: it's a little cold today, yeah, I came to Texas for some heat, but I didn't get about that heat right heat now, <laughs> <laughs> alright, who we got here, we got Taylor Sheridan, who we'll give you some of the Taylor Sheridan,
1: All right, Taylor Sheridan, Um, Bobcat fans remember you as well, but uh, how cool is this to be down here with the Bobcats?
9: Yeah, it's something different. It is. uh, Oh, I'm breaking yourself.
1: No, I'm breaking it. It's all right.
9: No, it's special. It's special for sure. We were just saying on a five-minute drive from the last block party we were at, this one is something. uh, It's once in a lifetime, and we we talked to a few guys who unfortunately couldn't make it, and we just said, you know, if we had not made it down here, we would regret it forever.
1: Let's hope it's not more than more. It's a lot more than once in a lifetime. I'm just saying.
9: For me right now, it's, it's, it's the one for my
1: lifetime so far. What was the – I asked the audience this, but how did Bozeman and playing for Montana State change you as a man?
9: Bozeman – I would say Bozeman, just uh, the town and the people are, are so special, so different to me. Uh, the, the program and the guys that we got to play with uh, – it's, it, we say way too much about it being a brotherhood, but it really is. But, I mean, you won't see some of these people until you come down to the national championship game five, six years later, and it's like, dude, you would drop anything for them at, at any time to help with anything. And it's, maybe, maybe that's everywhere, but it felt, it feels different. It feels a lot more special in this program with, with these people.
1: Taylor Sheridan uh, talking with us here at Titan Sports Bar, Plano, Texas. When you look at this year's Bobcat team, when did you know it was going to be something special? Man, I'll
9: tell you what. Um, uh, in the last three years, maybe, you just see these guys coming up and you're like, man, they, that's a different caliber. They, they are something else. That, like, even when there were young guys coming up, um, when I was just watching the, the young freshmen who were there, when I was a senior and I watched them and how they treated these new guys that rolled in, um, yeah, these last few years, they look special, and then, man, it must have been game one. I think Mitch Greibel and I uh, worked together. We were at work, and we are like, we got a team. Like, this is good fun here. Like, we got some guys here. Um, Tommy Millan. Yeah. Tell me about him. He's a dude. Um, I've, uh, coming from the defensive side, I've never been a fan of quarterbacks. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> It's, I've been bred to to not like them and to make right, yeah, yeah, sure they don't like me, right? But uh, Tommy's a different cat. He's a beaut kid. I love it. He shows it, you know. It's, I think that was always my thing. Is I was like, ah, quarterbacks don't like to get hit. And, you know, they want all the fame. But man, Tommy would go throw his nose into it. And it he's a dude that will. It seems like he'd rather break his leg off and get one more yard than ever shy away from a hit. And from a defensive guy, man, I
1: love that. He's kind of like a Travis Luley or Denarius we McGee.
9: Yeah, and, uh, Denarius and I, um, even Pukow. So when I was there with Dakota and, and Denarius, I was really good to see these quarterbacks who are nuts, uh, And and special, special quarterbacks. And and Tommy's got a lot of Tommy's got a lot of good fights to win. Again, I think that's the Butte, man. That that tough, that Butte kid that just wants to go support Montana, man, I love it. I'll take that any day.
1: When you look at the defense, obviously you're a fan of it, but it starts with Troy Anderson. It does. How amazing, where does he rank, in your opinion, all-time great podcast.
9: All-time great, um, God, he's up there. He's got... He's got, like, an Alex Singleton nose for the ball. Yeah. Tough guy with, like, the perfect body for the position that he's in. Um, man, he, he's up there, and I think with this career and this season that they're having now, uh, man, I mean, I mean, it's hard to put a number on it, but he's he's a top guy. And I'll tell you right now, I think I think the South Dakota State game that we had last week was one in the first drive. Uh by that fourth down stop that he had. I'll tell you right now, that changed the whole game. And I, I think we are here today because of that play and because of people like
1: that. When you look at the rest of the defense, though, you know, Chase Benson, Ty Okada, you know, Daniel Hardy's had a career year, Andre Williams, it's just a it's a work-hard, we're-going-to-kick-your-ass mentality on that defensive side. Yeah. That's got to please you. That's the dark side of the ball, man. I, I would say
9: that every time I was there, every time I've been a part of football, you got to be a little crazy to play defense for sure. Like you, you got to be the weirdo that just wants to hit everything that moves, and that's exactly these guys are. I, I respect it. Usually, you'll find a guy or one or two dudes that's not like the tackler on the team. They've got 11 guys that are, you know,
1: you challenge them there and come hit you right in the mouth. It's well, cool, man. I know. I'll let you go back to your buddies. Uh, appreciate you hopping off and uh, having some fun down here. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Go about that. Absolutely, I appreciate you. Taylor Sheridan, Thank you for joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. You know what? We uh, we also talked to a guy from Hero Sports. His name is Sam Herder. He knows how to cover the FCS. We've got a camera out of out of sight right or out of uh, angle right now, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll, take, uh, we'll take our chance now. We'll talk to Sam Herder uh, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Well, man, it's, uh, it's been a while since I chatted with you. It's been a while since we chatted in person. Sam Herder joining us from Hero Sports FCS. Uh, how was the trip down?
10: You know, it was it was actually pretty smooth. Uh, I flew out of Minneapolis a couple of days ago. Uh, it was snowy, it was windy, uh, but the flight got off on time, uh, landed in time. So for me, thankfully, uh, it, it was it was a smooth route uh, to get to Crisco. I like it. Uh,
1: lots of uh, fans coming down. Bison, or bison, and bobcats. I mean,
10: it's, uh Have you seen a hype like this for a, a national championship? Uh, you know. I think back in 2017, uh, the 2017 season when North Carolina State and James Madison played, uh, I think that was like a really good buildup just because it was a rematch of the 2016 game when North Carolina State lost to James Madison and that run, you know, came to an end. so like the storyline and the buildup to that game, uh, I think was probably at like an all-time high from what I've but from what I've experienced. But these two fan bases are kind of on a different level. Like right. JMU has a great fan base, but they're kind of you know in FBS territory. North Dakota State, it's it's, it's NDSU and UND, and then in Montana, you're either Bobcat or a Grizz. Right. and So it's two fan bases that I think are unrivaled in the FCS. It's just amazing, and, and let like the hype for three weeks. Um, you've
1: been covering this. You know, what's it been? like for you at Hero Sports
10: FCS just to get all of this excitement covered? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's great because, I mean, there's a lot of great FCS teams out there, but not many of them have this type of following. Uh, You know, Eastern Washington is a great team. Villanova is a great team. They have great fan bases, but they don't kind of pack the punch <laughs> like, like these ones do. And so as far as, you know, like the, the site analytics, the, the, the Twitter engagements, uh, the podcast listens, like it, it's been great, uh, which is to be expected because both of these fans uh, love their team, obviously. Sam Herder for
1: joining us from uh, Hero Sports FCS, a senior writer. You also do some other stuff, like
10: BetMTM, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, so Hero Sports uh, was its own company for a while uh, and then about a year ago it was bought by BetMGM uh, they, they just like what we were doing in the company as a whole so uh, technically a BetMGM employee but my job for Hero Sports has mostly stayed about the same um, probably a little bit better paid <laughs> Well I mean so, so, sports betting is uh, is pretty wild, so
1: right? yeah. uh, Sam Herter, our guest here, Jason Walker show and Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. We are live at Tight End Sports Bar in Plano, Texas and um you're this is, this, is, uh, this is an amazing place. I talked to a guy yesterday, uh, uh, owns a sports bar in Fargo, and the year that, that the Bison didn't make it down here, he flew, like four of the girls from here,
10: up to Fargo for the season opener. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they call these places restaurants. Uh NDSU fans love their restaurants. Uh, there's, uh, after this, I, I'm going over to do the Bison 1660 show at Twin Peaks. That's yep, another yep. restaurant. I think there's a third base bar or wild pitch bar. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of those around here. And NDSU fans, uh, they like to drink. Uh, they, they like to go to these uh, these restaurants and then Montana State fans. Yep. I hear they like to drink as well. That's, <laughs> uh, that's what that, you know, the question is. 2011, NDSU fans drank the town dry. Uh Is there enough alcohol in Texas this weekend? Probably not. Uh, You know... The best advice for bar, for bar owners is probably double what you think you need and then double it again for, for this weekend.
1: All right, take me through this game. Sam Herder joining us here, Jason Walker. Um, these are really good teams. You have the number one and number two scoring defenses. Both can put up points. Both play great defense.
10: What do we expect from just a, a regular fan uh, perspective? I think if if you're a casual fan, this isn't going to be the most exciting game. Uh, you know, it's not going to be 49-35, but if you like old school football, uh, you know, really sound defense. None of these, de- neither of these defenses are, are going to get caught out of position. Uh, so you're not going to see a whole lot of defensive breakdowns. No big plays, no wild back and forth action. You know, the, the, the team, both team, both offenses might do something funky. You know, maybe a trick play here or there, but for the most part, it's going to be trying to establish the run and then, you know, beat you on some play action. And so it, it's old school football. Uh, and I think, you know, that's a it, kind of the cliche, right? Is defense wins championships. Right. This style of play wins championships. Well, I mean, this, this is kind of showing that that cliché rings true in the FCS. When you look at these two teams on paper, like I said, they're so evenly matched. Um,
1: but North Dakota State, Sam, really isn't the same way that it has been. You don't have that Easton stick. You don't have the Carson Wentz or even the Trey Lance. It's more of a team, it seems
10: like this year. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have the the star power, uh, I guess, but they still have really, really good players. Obviously, uh, if, if that makes sense, uh, yeah, I don't. But they, like, like, they don't have the Trey Lance, Easton sick, Carson Wentz. Defensively, they don't have Gabriel Cox or uh, Derek Huska. But they have a really, a lot of really, really good players. Uh, and so I think they have really good depth. Uh, they rotate a lot of players. Uh, they don't have any. They, they don't have any one team or any one player. Uh, that kind of takes over the game, you know, stat-wise. They don't have you know one guy that has 150 tackles and the next that has 70 tackles. Uh, same same thing offensively. So just you know a really well balanced team for NDSU. It seems like it is, but it's still the same NDSU type of you know
1: play. You still have great running and then you can throw it if you need.
2: Yeah, uh, and
10: it was interesting listening to Brent Vegan uh, talk about it, talk about how the offense has evolved. And it's the, the concepts are the same. Uh, what they want to do is the same. That's run the ball, play action pass, take care of the ball, be efficient passing it. They have evolved a little bit in how they run the ball. Uh, under Brent Vegan there's a lot of, you know, 22 personnel, fullback, under center. NSU still does that, but they still do some running concepts out of shotgun. Uh, they like to motion the wide receiver across, maybe take some jet sweeps or, or give the ball to the wide receiver. So they've evolved how they run the ball, but they're still running it 45 times a game, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Are we making too much? And I asked uh, Keith Break this, the host of The
1: Breakdown. Are we making too much of the Brent Beacon connection? Because it's been a decade since he's been there, really. Um, And and I know he has the the pedigree, but none of these players were
10: there the last time he was at NDSU. Yeah, and I think there's only one assistant coach uh, that's still on the staff when Brent Beacon was there. That's the defensive line coach for NDSU. I think... We probably are overblowing it as far as, because just like I said, they have evolved a little bit, different players. So, as far as like schematically and knowing what they're going to do, I don't think that's necessarily like the case for like vegan being, uh, having, having the advantage of having vegan there. But I do think knowing how to operate in these three weeks, knowing how much to practice, knowing whether to send the kids home for, for Christmas, knowing what to do in Frisco, uh, right when they got to Frisco, they worked out right away. Some teams don't do that. Some teams get to Frisco, they go right to the hotel, and that could maybe. You know, get, the, get the team in the funk a little bit. Montana State lands late. They still work out just to get them sharp. He probably got that from NDSU. What, what well, they did at NDSU. So that, I think that is an advantage. Yeah, there's definitely uh, there's there's some things
1: that definitely work. We talked to Sam Herder here from Hero Sports SDS and Bet MGM. Um, give me a uh, give me a couple of names on that Bison defense we should look for. Michael
10: Tutsi uh, is a really good safety and all-American for Hero Sports. Uh, again, not gaudy stats, but he's just always in the right right position. Uh, he comes down like a missile on run plays. Uh, he, he run fits really, really well. Really, really great. Really good tackler. Uh, Jackson Hank the middle linebacker is another good player. He, he's pretty veteran uh, as well. I think a really underrated guy is Jaseer Cox. He's the younger brother of Gabriel Cox. Okay. Again, I think he has like I don't know 50 tackles, like five pass breakups, you know, two sacks, like nothing been great, but they do a lot with him. He's kind of—he's not Troy Anderson level, but they utilize him in the same way, where he can defend the run, defend the pass, he can cover guys out on the slot. And so numbers-wise, not great, but he does a lot of stuff that makes that NDSU defense really tough to, to get yards on.
1: One thing that I was talking to Bison fans about, Keith Brake brought it up the other day here on the show, too, was the unknown for uh, NDSU is a lot. The change of quarterback, the dynamic ability he has, what are you? What do you hear about how they plan to defend Milot? I think
10: uh, there's been. NSU Achilles' heel defensively, uh, historically or traditionally, has been defending the quarterback run. Uh, and Christian South Florida State, a few years ago, they they, they they rarely ran him like the first five games of the season. Then when they played NDSU, they ran him like 20 times, just because they knew NDSU wasn't prepared for that, uh, and they could take advantage of NDSU. Obviously, NDSU is going to be prepared uh, to defend Tommy Millott. Uh You know, they, they have three weeks uh, to prepare for him. Uh, they have they have about uh, three games of uh, film to kind of see what makes him uncomfortable. Uh, I think. Really it's 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 getting the hats on the ball and limiting what yards after contact because the South Florida State game, like the Jacks were in the right spots. Like is that they miss tackles or Malott plowed over them. And so I think it's just wrapping up, you know, getting a lot of hats to the ball and just playing sound that way. It's obviously like a lot easier said than done, but uh, they have to limit yards after contact. When you look at Malott,
1: how would you defend him? I mean, this is a kid that it's all, I mean, it's not just his, his ability. What makes him special right now is his heart. The, they talk about the toughness and that just seems to be a difference maker right now. Um, what do you like
10: about him? I think he has that, just kind of that gamer, uh, that, that, that gamer mentality about him. Where, uh, yeah, he can break up a big run. Uh, he's got that speed, but if it's third and eight, and they run a quarterback draw or something, and he gets hit after five yards, he has that ability to somehow still get those three extra yards. So you can get that first down and just extend those chains. Uh, and that's so key. So it was especially key against South Dakota State. It'll be key against NDSU uh, as well. So I think, I mean, I don't know. If you're you probably want to stack the box, but at the same time, you know, McCutcheon is a, a pretty tough receiver to guard one-on-one, and so uh, I think you just have to trust your defenders to be in the right spots, trust the defensive line to try and get a push, and, and hopefully that works out for the Bison. For is this the most dynamic
1: Bobcat team that NDSU's faced in the last three years?
10: I would say so. Uh, yeah, because that, that 2018, uh, really the 2018 and 2019 teams for, for Montana State were, were pretty one-dimensional. Uh, I mean, they wanted to run the ball. This year, they want to run the ball, uh, they, they run the ball uh, once again, but they do have that, that added dynamic of being able to pass the ball now. So... Defensively, the scheme has changed this year compared to past years. Uh, but I think that it's a lot of the same personnel for Montana State. I just think they're two years better, two years stronger, maybe a bit more, you know, gap sound, gap disciplined. Uh, uh, and so I, it's a lot of the same names. I just think they're two years better uh, overall. Nobody knows if Isaiah Bonte is
1: going to play, but what kind of impact would he have if he plays Saturday?
10: He's just another guy to, uh, to, to to account for. You know, you could tell against Montana he wasn't 100%. I don't even know if he was 70%. He just didn't really have that, the, the juice in that game. Now, obviously, give credit to the Grizz. Uh, they have a swarming defense, so they really limited uh, Fonse. But I think his ability to go is important just because it's another dimension uh, to that offense. It's another key guy for industry to key him, because if he doesn't go – uh, Malott. I mean, I can't remember. Uh, Elliotts was the was the running uh, yeah. back. Yeah, Elliott against South Dakota State, he carried the ball six times. And so, if he's the, the main running back against North Dakota State, I think NDC will say, well, he's we, we're not really threatened by him, so let's key on the lot. But if Alfonso is back there, you got to respect both guys carrying the ball. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, Elliot, you know, the Sumner, who knows if these guys, any of them are going to play. They switch over to that Bobcat defense, because it's really good. It's just, you know, NDSU is really good, too. But with the Bobcats, Troy Anderson leads the way. But he really opens the door for guys like a Daniel Hardy, who had a career year that here, i Andre Williams if Chase Benson's healthy
10: uh, this is a really good front 7 we haven't even got to the secondary yet yeah, I mean, I think one thing that Montana State has done that's a bit differently besides the scheme change is they're rotating a lot more guys on the defensive line, uh, and that's so important in the fourth quarter of games, especially late in the season where guys are, are, are a bit more fresh, and then just having the presence of Troy Anderson there just takes that defense to a, to a whole different level. Uh, I know he played on the defensive side in 2019, but he didn't play the last three, four games in 2019, so just him being there, uh, he cleans so much stuff up. Uh, they can do so much stuff with him. It also frees up for the defensive linemen because if you're NSU or any opponents, you're always telling your guards, all right, we need to climb. We, you need to climb to the second level and get a- on Troy Anderson. We can't let him roll free. Well, that frees up the defensive linemen to not get double-teamed. And so it's just, it's all working together perfectly, especially for that run defense. I know, uh, and again, bring up Keith Brake, but he
1: mentioned, you know, and it's cliche, like you said, defenseman, championships. but whoever wins the battle in the trenches is probably going to win this game. Who has the advantage of, uh, uh, in the offensive and defensive trenches? Yeah.
10: NSU's defensive line has an advantage on Montana State's offensive line. I think NSU has a slight edge there. Uh, vice versa, I think it's pretty much a wash. NSU's O line versus Montana State's defensive line. Uh, it's hard to see, you know, one team really having a, a, a significant advantage over the other. Uh, you know. NSU is still going to get their yardages on the ground. You know, they might run for 200-ish, 225 yards, somewhere around there, but they're not going to go crazy and run for 350 yards. Uh, and so they'll get their chunk yardage. Uh, I think it's, it's just a matter of, you know, getting a, getting a first down stop, you know, making it second and eight, putting them in a passing situation, uh, and then having a guy like Hardy, you know, come off the edge and then, you know, get, make Cam Miller uncomfortable. I think that'll be key. Who has the advantage of the secondary? tough because I really like NDSU's safeties. Their cornerbacks have been up and down this season, but they're coming off their best game uh, against James Madison. Uh, Montana State, uh, I like their safeties. Cornerbacks have played well for the most part this year. I know against Montana, they kind of got picked on uh, a bit, so uh, I think I would lean... Probably lean NSU secondary there, mostly because they have an All-American back there in Michael Tutsi, the safety. Uh, I know Ty Okada. He's he arguably could be an All-American. I know he's an All-Conference level guy, so he's really good as well. But I think. Uh, I, I think, I think Montana State has the advantage in wide receivers as far as, like, the depth and number of guys. Uh, I, think, I still think Christian Watson's is the best receiver, but Montana State has McCutcheon uh, and some other guys uh, as well. Uh, and so I think passing game is going to be key for both teams.
1: Sam Herter, I guess, here, a few final questions. you got to get him over to his other uh, uh, radio hit. But when you look at intangibles, give me a couple of those that, that might not, you know, the fans aren't going to look for, but we do in media.
10: Ooh, yeah, that's, I haven't thought much of that. Uh, you know, I think I think your return game is going to be important uh, just because possessions are going to be limited in this defensive battle. It's probably going to be a relatively quick game. <laughs> They're going to be chewing up the clock. So I think, you know, if any team can, can land a big return, you know, and flip the field, uh, that will be uh, very, very important. So I think special teams will be kind of that, that un, unsung kind of storyline in this one. Uh does it matter that NDSU's been here so much? That's that's a second one, actually, as far as the hands. I think a quick start for Montana State is important because we saw you know, a big sky example. Eastern Washington fell behind 14-0 pretty early. After that, it was a pretty even game, but they had a, you know, they were a 14 point, uh you know, they were losing by 14 points early, so they just couldn't overcome that. I think if Montana State falls down by 10 points early, that's going to make it really, really tough for them, uh, and we've seen it, you know. Montana State is a... They're, they're an experienced team. Uh, Vegan will tell them, like, what to expect. But they're still... I've noticed that when teams play Crystal for the first time, it's not that they're scared of the stage, but, like, NSU just comes out so comfortable and so fast that, that, that maybe that part kind of catches the other team off guard a little bit. So I don't think Montana State's going to be scared of the scene or, you know, nervous, but I think if NSU just comes out and, you know, just kind of jumps on them
2: right away, that could kind
10: of give, give them the deer in the headlights type of look. Would there be... Uh, Um,
1: Any shock to you if Montana State wins the toss, takes the ball first, and like you know, like get that first possession, go down, get a quick score, kind of like the Sam Houston State game? Would you be surprised if most teams prefer?
10: Yeah, I mean, I I think that would be a a smart decision for Montana State. Obviously, to go down and score, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm not talking about that. Uh, I, I think if they win the toss, I think taking the ball right away would be important, because I think it's going to be a, maybe a 65% NSU crowd. And if, if NSU's on defense right away, then the crowd is up. They're, they're yelling. But if is on offense right away, they're kind of sitting down, not making much noise. And so you can maybe take the energy level down for Montana State if Montana State takes the ball. So I think I don't know, if I was a Bobcats, I, I would want the ball to start and then try to, you know, I'm sure they have an eight-place script, you know, see what they can take advantage of. Uh, I'm interested if Troy Anderson maybe gets out there and I – mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, that was I was going to be Would you be surprised It's his
1: last game I think they will Actually, I don't know I think they will uh, We'll
10: see If they have success With DeFontay and lot Running the ball Then maybe they don't But if they're maybe Having trouble You know, moving Moving the chains Then maybe they They, they, they bring out Troy Anderson uh, I mean, you might as well I mean, last game Three weeks off I'm sure he's Pretty beat up But he can still crank here in the ball Eight
1: times a game uh, So I would Just to, you know Last game of the year you, you throw everything out there uh, how loud is this stadium? It gets pretty loud. Um, I will tell fans this, you know, when you look at photos of the stadium, it doesn't look that big, but when you're in there, it's, it's a pretty big venue.
10: Uh, it's kind of in the ground a little bit, and so all the, all the noise, uh, you know, kind of comes down. Uh, I really like the venue. Again, pictures, it doesn't look that great, but when you're in there, it's a pretty nice venue. It's a lot bigger than it looks, and just the overall setup, the tailgating lots, uh, and then how, like, the field, like, you walk, you walk in and then the field is below you. I think it's a cool scene. So I think it'll be a great atmosphere. Uh, and I think crowd noise will be a factor. Both teams should be prepared for crowd noise, you know, yeah, these, you know. I wish that. I hope they do. Yeah. Okay, so
1: in comparison to, say, a Washington Grizzly or Bobcat Stadium or even the Fargo Dome, where does this stadium, Toyota Stadium, rank in loudness?
10: I would say it's, it's probably equal to Bobcat Stadium. Uh, it's probably not. It's not to the Fargo Dome's level just because I knew she was, indoors that that's that's right. Probably not the Washington Grizzly because that stadium you're you're in, you're like you're on top of the action. Uh, the sidelines are, are pretty big because it is a, uh, a soccer stadium and so like you're not right over top of the sidelines. Uh, but, but I think crowd noise. I think you can drive the Bobcat Stadium and what that crowd brings. Alright, first time
1: fans down here, what's the, what do they expect the rest of this weekend? I mean just
10: just go out and have a good time, obviously re- re- responsibly but but I think This is a great spot. The shops at Plano is a great spot. Uh, You know, Wild Pitch is a great spot. Twin Peaks is a great spot. Uh, And so obviously, you know, staying around here is great as well. Uh, but I, I, just, if you wander around, you'll see fans. Um, and that's why I like it being in Frisco, because wherever you go, you know the FCS title is in town. Whether Or if this game was in Vegas or Orlando, like you probably wouldn't see a whole lot of other fans because everything's so spread out. So Frisco does a great job hosting this. Uh, and, there, and there's a lot of establishments to, to visit and, and kind of mingle with, with the other fan bases. You just got here today, right?
1: I got here Wednesday. Oh, oh yeah. you've been in town for a while. I was going to say, you got to pace yourself at some point, <laughs>
10: though, right? Yeah, and I got to work tomorrow. It's an early. It's an early game, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I was out and about last night. I'll probably be out a little bit tonight, but I'll, I'll probably call it tonight pretty early. Tonight. I think so. I think, I think a lot of people should, but they won't. Yeah, I mean, Taylor lots Lots open at 7, uh. A little birdie in my ear tells me that if you get there earlier, they're going to let you in anyways. <laughs> so if you want to get there at 630 in the lots, go right on ahead. They'll, they'll probably let you in. And so it, it'll be a, a long day tomorrow for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, a lot of Bobcat fans
1: are down here, though. Are um, you surprised at that at all? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, 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 I bet there's a handful of
10: State fans that are here that don't even have tickets. They just want to you know, experience the, the, the environment and all that. And so NDSU is always going to travel really well. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that Montana State is traveling well because this is the first time in you know decades that, they, that they've reached this game. Uh,
1: Sam Herter, our guest, Jason Walker. So before I let you go, uh, the North Dakota State Band used a lot of its own money to get the Montana State Band here. And I think
10: that's just classy and awesome. Yeah, uh, the the, the north end zone uh, is where the, the the bands are at, and that's also where the post game celebrations at. You know, the winning team, the players will go up on the stage and kind of overlook over, overlook the crowd. Uh, but it'd be weird if NDSU's band was there and Montana State's band wasn't there just because it would, I mean, the bands that's kind of what college football is all about. Yep. Like and that's what makes it different from the NFL, and so. Uh, I think that's really that's a really cool storyline. Uh, and is Montana State's band? Did they get enough money? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That'll be that'll be cool to see that, them here because that just that just adds
1: to the environment. Yeah. They made it, and again, a lot of uh, a lot of donations came from the NDSU band itself, which. Band, band people are weird, but, but they support each other, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that's a really cool storyline. I don't think you'll have any fights in the stands between, you know, the trumpet players
10: yeah, or the clarinet, probably, you know. not, probably not. No, no, I think these two fan bases, I think it, it's kind of like that Midwest, you know, upper north niceness to them, so I think these two fan bases, I think they mingle pretty well. I'm sure they'll share some beverages together tonight.
1: There's a really good chance of that, and the tailgates. Sam Herder, Hero Sports FCS, uh, you can follow him on the Twitter, also at VetMGM on the Twitter. Thanks for the time, man. I know you got to run, but uh, we'll see you at the game tomorrow. All
10: right. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is a really cool setup. Uh, yeah,
1: yourself. That thought it was uh, Sam Herter joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All of our guests appear via the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. It's not just a bundle. It's your home. It's your auto. It's your life. And Mike understands that. And uh, you can take care of, uh, get your product and get your family taken care of with Mike Miller State Farm in Helena. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home. At Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn. Helena, I think.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Grab the headphones.
1: All right. Anthony Peco, right? Pico.
2: Pit Get
1: up to the mic. Pecco. Pecco. All right. So you were teammates with uh, Sheridan, Salanoa, that uh, 11 to 14 team type area. Or era. I
11: graduated in 2010. Oh, 10. Okay. So
1: you were
11: before that. I'm a, I'm a Michael Ryder, Jordan Craney, oh. Daenerys McGee, oh. Black Jesus. You know what I'm saying?
1: Weird. <laughs> that guy. All right. So Montana State had Black Jesus in Daenerys. And now you've got Touchdown Tommy. Touchdown Tommy is the guy. I mean, this is better than how Touchdown Jesus, right? Do com, how do you compare? Uh, how do you? You played with Daenerys. How does Tommy compare to Daenerys?
11: You know what? When Daenerys came in as a freshman, I challenged him. How much do you squat? How much? How fast do you run your 40? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I can't compare to Touchdown Tommy. Touchdown Tommy... Too special, right? But I don't understand how they cannot stop him. As a defensive player, that's sound I'm, I'm like, let's shut him down. Run the defensive ends. Shoot the safety. But he still
1: scores. He's good. He's good. He's great. Tell me about this Bobcat defense this year. How does it compare to the ones you guys played with?
11: Man, I wanna say I wanna say that our defense was better.
1: Inside, but you, but, inside of
11: me, I want to say, we're, we're way better than them. But they, they shut the stuff down. They
1: do. They do. All, like I mean, when you look at Anthony, when you look at guys like Troy Anderson, Chase Benson, Kyle Cotta, Daniel Hardy, Amandre Williams, I mean, those are the big names, but it's everybody. And they can, it's next man up. And they, they can, can rotate anything. anybody in. They can, Troy Anderson played offense. <laughs>
11: He was was one of the greatest. He was one of the greatest running backs in Bobcat history. Yeah, and now he plays linebacker, and he's one of the greatest linebackers in Bobcat history. How do you do that?
1: Well, it's a special type of person, right? How do you do that? How do you replicate that? How cool is it to be with your your brotherhood, right here?
11: This right here, this is something. This is something we all taste. We all wanted to be in Frisco. We all Frisco was the mission. It wasn't our mission, but we're here now, as so, like to be around everyone. And you know what? Shout out to Northern, like North Dakota State. They're stand-up individuals.
1: Oh yeah. As fans. Yeah, the fans have been fantastic. They've been,
11: they've been great. I'm not. I'm not against them. I don't. I don't hate them. They did end my career. Oh yeah. But. They, they've been great. They've been.
2: Cat. Oh, you're on the radio?
1: On the <laughs> yeah, we're oh, letting we're letting him go. I know. But I mean, how cool is it though? I mean, just the support that the, the Bobcats have right now. I'm I'm from California.
11: I didn't know that the support was this big until I came back. And then I realized like it's way bigger. It's way bigger than anything I've ever done. It's like, yeah. way bigger than like, but to get the respect, love. How did I, how, I, did, I,
1: how did the Bobcat program change you and make you a better man?
11: Dude, what? That is that's a big question. That I'm from Long Beach, California. I'm just a, I'm a little kid from from Long Beach, California. And say come to come to Bozeman. Come to Bozeman and do this. And meet people that are like I have I have lifelong lifelong friendships with this guy. It's way bigger than like what I ever thought that could be possible. And after after going to Bozeman, I realized it's way bigger than that. These four corners that I grew up on, I grew up on the gang man
8: family.
2: Right.
11: All I know is like,
2: there's
11: blood, scripts, all that. I, I grew up in L. A. But coming to Bozeman, dude, like these guys, that's way bigger than that. The surroundings that you like, you come by, look, like look at these guys, look at them, they're all here. Give me a beer. <laughs> Taylor, here. Taylor D. Taylor D. Taylor Dee Just give me a beer. Taylor but but I'm I'm telling you like the the camaraderie, the brotherhood, everything
1: that everything that comes with it. Right. Like you, you cannot duplicate this. It's a special thing. And you know I, I used to do the announce, PA announcing at Bobcat Stadium from '96 uh, to 2013, and I was the original first down guy.
11: Oh, i have heard you say my name. Yes, you have.
3: I'm yes, that you idea. have.
1: Paco on the tackle.
3: Yes. Oh, my
1: God. Johnson on the carry, tackled by Paco. It is third down and two. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> it all comes like everything goes full circle, right? That yeah. Is
11: wild. Well,
1: it's great for, you know, I haven't been a, I'm not a, I, I never played. I never say we because I never was a Bobcat. No, you are. But, That's,
11: no, you are. Don't I say, appreciate don't say we. that. Like, you could say we. You have, you have the right to say we.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Um, I've, I've always... It, it's one of those deals, though, where you feel like you're a part of the team. When you when, when the Cats win, when the Cats lose, you feel the highs. You feel the lows, the ups and downs. Now, I don't put in the hours that you guys did as players, the early mornings, the late nights, all of that. Um the study hall
2: hours.
11: I did the study hall. I was one of those guys. I never... My grades were never there. But Coach Ash,
1: he made my grades be there. Yep. Anthony Pecco, our guest here. Let me ask you this, because you know you could say this team was built under Jeff Choate. Brent Vegan is taking it to the next level. But this program... Elevated because Mike Kramer, Rob Ash, what those two guys did to elevate. I mean, there's no Sonny Holland end zone if it's not for Rob Ash beating the Grizz, getting the money, and President Wadette
11: Cruzado. Hey, Cruzado is that is that's the foundation, right? She is what the best thing to ever happen. Stand up. I went to her house. Ate at her house. Like she invited, she invited all Bobcats to her house to eat. And I was like, "That's crazy." You're the president of the of the university, and you invited Bobcat football to eat at your house. That blew my mind. But that's when they
1: changed the game because she advocates for Bobcat football.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. you know, it's guys like you and and T and all those guys, Taylor Sheridan, D's, and those helped get this program, too. It's not just the coaches. It's, it's all about the players. And you guys helped get the Bobcats here to Frisco, Texas. Maybe not, you know, it's 11 years later. No, not directly. But you did because you, by, by setting the standard, by winning, it, it brought players that wanted to come to Bozeman. It brought people as fans back to Bozeman. You guys set that foundation. I recruit. I
11: recruit like a I love. I love recruiting. But this is this is beyond my reach. Well, what are you doing nowadays? I work at a hospital. Office. I'm a I'm a manager at a hospital.
1: You, is, growing up in Long Beach, you mentioned you know the game need, the yeah. blood, the grit. You're a Bobcat now. But did you, as a little boy, little Anthony, growing up in Long Beach, think I'm gonna run a hospital one day?
2: I'm
11: a sociology major. No, but. That's how I make my money. That's what I do now. You're helping.
1: You're giving back and you're helping. But,
11: but, yes, it's it's a shock for me. But at the end of the day, like, I do a lot for the community that I I reside in. But I love seeing this. I wish everybody was wearing masks right now.
1: (laughs) Well, you're not. I'm I'm (laughs) vaccinated. Well, so am I. Did you get your booster? I did. I
9: did.
1: I didn't. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm hey. Sorry, sorry. Uh, appreciate you joining us, man. Right. I gotta hit a, I gotta hit a break, but uh, right. appreciate right. you I appreciate joining it. me. Thank, Thank you, you for setting up the other stuff. Go Bobcats! I appreciate it. I'm gonna get you a drink right now. Appreciate it. We can take that off the record. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. It's podcast. Nobody's listening anyway. No, I'm kidding. Appreciate all the great fans. That is Anthony Pecco, Jason Walker. Show. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back, and uh, we'll talk to Governor Greg Ginforte and uh, much more from Tight End Sports Bar here in Plano, Texas. Come right back.
5: Story savings and what you'll
1: Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Strength,
4: beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Walker
1: Show. i turn my microphone up. Welcome back to Jason Walker Show. We are live at tight end sports bar Plano, Texas, and uh, having a blast tonight. Talking with former Bobcat players, getting ready for tomorrow. But uh, we're going to be joined now here by a former... you got to put your... Here, Let me have your coat. This is a young lady that used to be a dancer on the MSU Cheer Squad, dance squad. Mara is your name. Um, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm
12: good. All right, so
1: we were talking, and uh, you, so you danced in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, right? 94 to 98. Okay. 94 to 98. There you go,
2: there
12: you go.
1: Um, so you danced, Mary K. Minor was your dance coach, right? Yep. <laughs> So, what was she like?
12: She was strict. Holy cow, she was strict.
1: I, I have no doubt about that. Uh, but tell me about what it was like to cheer, uh, dance back in those days. Because the football team wasn't really good. No. But the basketball team yes. both of them
2: were.
12: Yes. It was tough. It was tough. I remember when we almost won Cat Grizz's football game. And all the players dropped to the ground. And i that was the first time I realized what a Rivalry that was. But yeah, no, it was, that was the best years. I mean, just involved. And we went to a national, um, in Florida, we went to the very, very first dance competition, cheer competition. We were the first team to do it. We had to raise $20,000. We didn't get a scholarship, we didn't get anything. We just did this for fun.
1: That's right. I got to fix your on Better? That's better? All right. Now you don't have to hold them on either. Right. There. There you go. Uh, how did you end up at Montana State, Maura?
12: So, you know, I always wanted to go there. I went to Dickinson. I'm from Sydney, Montana. and Sydney I just, Eagles. Yep, Sydney Eagles. And then I just decided, you know, I want to go. I want to go to Montana. And so I went, and then I tried out for the dance team right away, and I made it, and I was on there for four years, and it was so much fun, just being a part of all of the excitement, even even through the losing years. And then we've had season tickets for 24 years. So, so what do you do? Been, You're a first-grade teacher. I'm now. a first-grade teacher at Huntley Project, yep. Awesome.
1: Hunley's got a pretty good volleyball. Program.
12: Yes, yes. Oh, it's so much fun.
1: Uh, Iona's got it. Uh, she's got it going on down there. She
12: does. Yeah. My daughter's just now starting as a fourth grader. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's
1: cool. Um, you had some amazing uh, friends from that team. You guys still stay in touch? Yes,
12: we do. They, I, I, it's the same as the football teams. I mean, basketball. Anybody? I, you just you're together that long. You. There's no way you can't be still friends. All right, so, so. We,
1: we were talking off the air. My favorite dancer of all time <laughs> was Pepper Park. She went to CMR. She went to Montana State. She ended up with uh, uh, the Portland Trailblazers yep. for a while. She's got a studio now in Bozeman. She's married to Ryan Flair, I believe, still. Um, she was my all-time favorite. What was she like?
12: She's fun. She's a good dancer. She was a really good dancer. She... Um, I would say that just well, she was a cheerleader her first year and then she tried out for dance. So we were very lucky that she switched sides but she she helped us to be even better. You know, I think we all all of us paved the way. For the dance team now, these days, back when we had these bright yellow pom-poms and these bright yellow socks. So embarrassing. But we did it. We did it. Fashions have changed a little yes. bit. Yes, yes. You know, do you remember your
2: routine?
12: Oh, yeah. Every time Moni Moni comes on, we got to dance to that, man. We can't. You can't forget that.
1: Uh, so what do you tell your daughter now, uh, growing up, uh, about your days?
12: So we've like I said, we've had season tickets for twenty four years. So our kids our son and our daughter go and I I teach dance classes right now and I hope she will one day decide she wants to do that. But they are they are diehard bobcat fans as well and that's what you should do if you've gone to school there. You need to make sure that you pass it on to the next generation. And I think I've made a lot of Bobcat fans out of my little First graders, you know, they, back when it wasn't cool to be a Bobcat, man, I was, I was proud, and I was loud, and I just did everything I could, and so now it's easier because they're winning, but back in the day when there were only 5,000 in the crowd, we were there, and I, I didn't care, we were proud, and I will always be a Bobcat. There so. was
1: 8,000 in basketball, because Danny Sprinkle, Ned yep. Homestead, yep. I mean, Na- uh, Nico Harrison, those, yes. those men that went to the NCAA tournament. Yes. Did you guys get to go? Yes. What was that experience
12: like? You know, sadly, I was in Mazatlan, Mexico, when they made it. We had already booked a trip, and there were about seven of us that didn't get to be part of that because we were already had a trip planned. So I'm sure it was amazing because I missed it. But, you know, at the time, I wouldn't have thought that it would have happened. But, you know, my son, um, Cooper, when he was four years old, he got to walk out with C.J. Palmer for senior day because he didn't have any family that could come from Houston. And so, you know, just seeing all of this and seeing all these players, he's coming tomorrow, and I can't wait to see him. And Kahari Garcia, he was a good friend of my son's too. And, you know, I'm just excited. I'm really excited to be here and see all this.
1: So, huh. As a former Bobcat dancer, but is still a Bobcat alum, what what's it mean to you to see all of this, to be in Texas?
12: You know, when we beat South Dakota, I I cried. I literally cried. It was we've waited so long for this. I I made my daughter, who's only nine, jump the field with me. We jumped the fence and we ran around. And I went up to a player and I said we have waited so long for this and he said ma'am I'm sorry I wasn't born back then and I was like oh I'm that old okay
1: you barely were so I was 9 in 1984 oh god yeah so I remember that run yeah I was 1 in 76 so I've been alive for 2 of them yes. I'd like to make it 3 tomorrow
12: yes. I know I know this is just awesome just to see just see all these people I ran into three former Bobcat dancers here, um, but just to see all these players that I danced with, it's, it's just so much fun, you know, and I feel bad for all the people whose flights were canceled and they can't get here, because this is amazing.
2: Well, we uh,
1: appreciate it. I'm going to yeah. let you go. This okay. is Mara. Uh, Thank you. Enjoy Frisco. Uh,
12: enjoy Have some fun. Thank you. Go, Cat. There you
1: go. Uh, former Bobcat dancer, uh, Mara. There you go. I love it. She was great. Uh, well, You know, I got a chance to talk to uh, Governor Greg Gianforte a little bit earlier today about his thoughts on this game, and uh, we'll get to uh, exactly what he said. Uh, let's see. Can I get into it right now? I think I can. Hold on. Here we go. My conversation with Greg Gianforte, the governor of the great state of Montana. Well, Gus, I appreciate you joining us. How's uh, life?
0: Well, I'm excited for the Cats. I mean, yeah. what a great deal to see them in the national championship. I'm excited. I'm going to be traveling down to Texas with my wife
1: and uh, cheering them on. Yeah, it's, a, it's very exciting to have uh, a Montana
0: state for sure, a Montana team to begin. to you're both, right? That's right. But uh, this weekend, I'm rooting for the Cats because I think they're going to bring the trophy home. and I. I had to talk a little smack with the governor of North Dakota, Doug Burgum. I've known him for over 20 years, but I, I just thought he needed to hear from us. And I, while I was eating a bison burger, I had to challenge him and put a little wager on the table. So that was kind of fun. And, and basically I said, listen, if North Dakota wins, I'll send him a basket, all great Montana products, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. So if, if, if we prevail though, he needs, to, he owes me a basket. And, uh, he, he responded with another video. He went out and bought a bobcat tag at their local FWP office. And <laughs> I just predict he's going to be eating tag soup on Sunday. I like that idea. Uh, and it's, it's so much fun
1: when governors and senators make these side bets because it's, it's really just been fun and in jest. Um, but what kind of products do you guys get?
0: Well, I offered him uh some uh beef jerky from High Country Beef Jerky, some Huckleberry Jam, some cold smoke out of Missoula, and some whiskey out of Ennis. That was my uh initial offer. Uh there's lots we have so many great products in Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we, we could up the up the ante, but uh we'll 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 see where it goes. Is he flying down too? Do you guys sitting together? Uh, I'm sure I'll see him there. Uh, you know, we both come from the software industry, uh, so I've known him for over 20 years. He is going down. He's taking a bunch of his North Dakotans down, and we'll be down with a large group of Montanans uh, to make sure those cats know we're with them. Well, you know what's great as we talked to Governor Greg Gianforte here on the Jason
1: Walker Show is the fact that, you know, there's so, we hung out with North Dakota State fans yesterday at the sports bar where I'm doing my show, and and they're just so friendly. And, and Bobcat fans, we know are the best. But uh, it's fun to have been hanging out with the Bison fans and seeing that interaction because two great fan bases are coming down to support their teams, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and you know we want to see a good, clean game. I, I think these two teams are very well matched. I my prediction is it's going to come right down to the wire. Uh, but MSU with you know with touchdown Tommy. Uh, he's really stepped into the gap here this year as a young player uh, and and has been putting the ball in the end zone. So I, I just put him up against anybody in North Dakota, especially being from Butte. He's Butte tough, and I think he's going to do a great job for us. You know, it's been a great, fun season to watch for sure. Um, what's been special for you to watch this team? Well, I think uh, Coach Vegan's really done a nice job. You know, after spending uh, two decades – over as a player and then assistant coach in North Dakota, he's bringing that pedigree with him. They've been to the national championships nine times. So we're getting some of that on our side. I think it's contributing. It'll be interesting for him having been with the Bison program to now be with the Bobcat program. And I think it's, it's also interesting our, Our defensive coordinator, Freddie Banks, another former Bison player. So uh, we've got a little – there's been a little crossbreeding going on. (laughs) Which with Bison, that always happens.
1: Uh, We talked to Governor Greg Gianforte here. A couple of final questions for you, but uh, what are the plans when you get down here to Texas?
0: Well, there's going to be a rally uh, uh, this evening, Friday night. Uh, Looking forward to hanging out with a bunch of uh, Bobcats, getting ready, getting psyched up. And uh, and then of course being at the game and uh, I I think we're uh, uh, given that North Dakota's color is gold and of course the Bobcats are blue and gold. The Bobcat fans have been asked to wear blue just so we're clearly identified. We're not confused that we're you know root somehow rooting for the Bison. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're green too, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, and we won't be green with envy after Saturday victory, correct? No, I predict that uh, it's going to be a close game, right. but I predict the Cats come out on top. I do, too. Um, hey, safe
1: travels getting down here, and appreciate you joining us as always. We'll see you down in Mount Sounds perfect.
0: perfect. Thanks so much.
1: That is Governor Greg Gianforte joining us. Jason Walker Show, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. You know, it's been so much fun down here. We've, uh, we've had a blast. We're going to stay on for a little bit longer. Um, hope you're enjoying the coverage because we are. And uh, as always, if you're uh, you know, you can tweet us at Jay Walker Sports. You can get a hold of us 406 Also, and, and you know, we heard Governor Gianforte talking about the challenge with uh, the uh, the North Dakota governor. Well, the Montana Highway Patrol has a has a, has a has a challenge as well. Colonel uh, Steve Lavin has talked to his, the North Dakota Highway Patrol Colonel. And there's a there's a challenge. Uh, basically, whoever loses has to wear the opponent's gear next week. Uh, so uh, we've got to make sure that that Colonel Lavin is uh, is uh, staying in Bobcat gear, and the North Dakota Governor or uh, Colonel of the Highway Patrol has to wear uh, Bobcat gear next week. So we got to make sure that happens, right? Uh, let's see here. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue from Tight End Sports Bar, Plano, Texas. It is coverage on the road to Frisco of the national championship game, which comes up tomorrow. Montana State and oh no, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> we got cameras moving. Hold on, uh, we'll go to break. But Montana State, North Dakota State coming up tomorrow, 11 o'clock. You want to talk now? Yeah. Let's do it. We'll talk now, and we will will st- we'll not go to break yet. How's that? Uh, let's see here. All right.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Former
1: Bobcat Taylor D. is joining us here. Jason Walker Show now. Um, Hey, you having fun yet?
2: Oh,
13: having a
1: blast out here. It's a great time. Having a blast out here. It's a great time. It is. uh, Obviously, a lot of excitement surrounding the Bobcats. When did you know this team was special?
14: Uh, Honestly, when they went down to Wyoming, um, I knew Wyoming was a good team, but I knew when the Cats were hanging around, the Cats obviously had a good chance to win that game. Yep. Uh, I knew right then and there, you know, it was a play here or there, that if they if they made that play, they win the game. You know, I hate to say it,
1: losing to the Grizz is never fun, but do you think that that was the best thing that happened to this team? 100%. I, I think at the end of the day uh, – you know
14: things adjust. You know whether it's depth chart here or there. I'm not going to say specifically, but at the end of the day, I think what we got rolling right now between the Sam Houston game, and the South Dakota State game, I think we got a good thing going. But uh, based off the based off the U of M MSU game, uh, it,
1: ch- it changed things 100 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, because you get. Touchdown Tommy a lot. You know, oh. you had Black Jesus in, in Daenerys McGee. Yep. Uh, now you got Touchdown Tommy, who's taking over Notre Dame's uh, whole thing with Touchdown Jesus. But uh, how would you defend Tommy? He's got a little
14: Um At the end of the day, you got to make him... You gotta make him beat you with your arm, but at the end of the day, you guys got you got guys like Lance McCutcheon on the outside. Uh, I don't know his name right now, top of my head, but the, the guy that just came back, uh, number ten, number sixteen, whatever it is, just came back from injury. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Last name Davis, maybe. Yeah. Uh, those, those guys can beat you one on one, but uh, you know. I'm a high school coach, so I played against Tommy in high school, and and Tommy's so two-dimensional. He can be with his feet, he can be with his arm. It's really the best of both worlds. So at the end of the day,
1: you got to pick your poison. Well, good luck with that.
14: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Speaking of the defense, speaking of the defense, it starts with Troy. Yeah. I mean, we know how special he is. Where does he rank as all-time great Bobcats? He's way up there.
14: Uh, You know, I've seen receivers cross or catch crossing patterns. I've seen running backs catch flare routes. He beats them to the sidelines. Uh, I'm going to use a percentage here because I'm a math guy. Top two percentage. Uh, You know, I put with Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton was a great guy. Great instincts. Great player. Studied the game. Knew the game. Troy Anderson's Right up there with Alex Singleton, he's as impressive as I've seen. Does Troy get drafted in your opinion? Hundred percent. It's not even a question. Does he get drafted? I mean, shit. At the end of the day, it comes down to is he's third, second, first round pick. In my opinion, he's a second round guy. Um, honestly, a first round guy I'm biased from a Cats fan, right? but a second round guy probably based off of uh, what he's got. Um, He's got all the intangibles. He's long,
1: he's fast, he's strong. He, he's got everything he can do. How has he made guys like uh, Chase Benson and, and Tyle Okada, Mondre Williams, Daniel Hardy? How does Troy make them better? Troy makes him better because he can cover
14: up a lot of weaknesses. However, that being said, as a former Bobcat, watching this defense, there's not a whole lot of weaknesses. There's not a lot of weaknesses in the secondary or at the linebacker position. I'll say up front that up front he t- take care of their business. Me being a former D-lineman, they take care of their business, free up Troy a little bit, maybe maybe even so. And Troy can just scrape. He can flow. He can fly. He can fly to the ball. He can use his utilities that he does best, fly to the ball,
1: uh, pursue the ball, make those plays that are uh, there to make. As a D-line guy, it's t uh, back here with us too, but as a D-line guy, when you look at what Chase Benson, how important is it to get him back tomorrow? Because you coach against him, too. Yeah, absolutely.
14: It's more important than anyone knows. You know, he does a lot of the dirty work. He's taking on double teams. He's taking on singles. The majority of the time, I would say he's taking on double teams. He's freeing up Troy to make those plays. And, and, and what a normal viewer doesn't understand is, you know, he, he, he's eating blocks to that linebacker or that free hitter. Can make those plays at the next level, yeah. and that's how important a guy is at that level.
1: Well, being in Helena, you know, I watched, I watched him, and, and being a Bengal, I know, or I'm not a Bengal, but watching him as a Bengal, I know how important he was to those teams. Um, so, what are you doing now,
2: though?
14: I'm a teacher right now. I'm a middle school teacher. I'm a high school coach. I coach at Billings West. I'm a D-line coach out there. So, obviously, I got – I'm very biased for the defensive line. You know, the defensive line's very overlooked at times. They do a lot of things for linebackers. DBs to make those plays or or put pressure to create those picks. Um so when you talk about a guy like Chase Benson, Chase Benson is, he's gold of this team. You know, he, he's eating those doubles. He's creating those pressures. And that's what
1: maybe the normal football watcher doesn't understand. Right. Right. Uh, what's it like uh, to coach with Coach Stanton down there? Rob's a pretty good dude.
14: It's a blessing. I'll say that straight up. It's a blessing. And not just Coach Sand, it's the guys around him. Coach Sand's put together a phenomenal staff. And the guys around him, I mean, for me to go out every day, it's, you know, I can get off. I, I, I can get out of my element and just relax because I'm out there doing what I love. I love coaching football. And for those guys... And myself included It's just a blast You still love these guys right now <laughs> These guys out here talking to my walls, talking on my phone Man, this is what it's all about yeah. At the end of the day You know I've had people come up to me this week and say Hey, is it jealousy? Is it this? Is it that? At the end of the day, it's none of those things It's about getting, a bit, get, getting back together As a camaraderie As my brotherhood yeah. My best friends Hanging out, having a good time.
1: Two final questions for you. Yes, sir. Um, I talked to Anthony Pe- Pecco, and I don't know if this is really a question, but this is more of the you guys helped set this foundation. You guys helped build to get this team where it is. And I know it's not a jealousy deal, but you helped. You were part of that, that tradition, uh, you know, that started with Sonny Antonio, and, and, and all of that building that got this team where it is today. Uh, what's that mean? Me
14: being a former D tackle, I'm not going to take any credit for that, but just in general, playing from Montana State and seeing what's coming up, you know, it's, it's so inspirational, it's so motivational seeing what's taking place right now, whether it's that's a skill position, that's a linebacker position, that's a tight end position, or, or the line position, you know it's also phenomenal I see it right now the Bobcat team has all three phases and that's what makes them great that's why I'm down here today in Frisco Texas that's why they're down here right now all three phases they're phenomenal special teams defense offense all three of those things I'm seeing right now on they on on their team is great um,
1: how does anybody beat missoula Sentinel? that's a good question you know I thought you guys were gonna do it this year. Zach Cruz
14: is a heck of a player. Yeah, he he, he's really good. You know, We went into that game, we scouted him out extremely hard. He's a great quarterback, he's a great DN. He, he's one of the best prospects, prospects I've seen coming out of the state of Montana. He can do everything. Uh, speaking as a defensive lineman, as a D-line coach, he can do it all. He can rush the pass, he can go inside, he can go out, he can stop the run. That being said, him playing quarterback, him running down special teams, all that stuff is so special and so important that the normal watcher just doesn't understand. You know, a guy that's playing D-end and quarterback running down on kickoff, you're putting your best 11 against your best 11. Um, a Missoula Sentinel, I and know give you've Dan Oliver, he does a heck of a job out there, but... Uh, you know, right this year they got us in, and, and, and he's got a heck of a scheme. Offense, defense,
1: um, they're doing a great job over there. All right, you got it. How much influence did you have in uh, Caden and Taco ending up in, in Montana State?
14: It, it, it's tough as a high school coach, you know, because you want to do what's best for the kids. At the end of the day, you sit down with the kids, and me being a former Bobcat, you're always biting your tongue because you want those all those guys to be a Bobcat. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm always like, come on, come on, come on, come to the cats. But in reality, I, I always try to do what's best for the kids. You know, as a high school coach, and I, I tell those guys to test the waters. Test the waters on the U of M side, Idaho, uh, Wyoming, North Dakota, Montana, whatever side it is, test the waters. Do what's best for yourself. At the end of the day, that's what's most important. Obviously, I'd love them all to be in Montana State Bobcats, and it seems like it's
1: been heading that trend but
14: I try to do what's best for those guys.
1: Okay, real quick about Riley Bergeson. I had him on my show a couple weeks ago. He's going to the Naval Academy. Um, This is not just about football. It's about life, and it's about uh, much more. Uh, How proud are uh, are you of him? One word, Phenomenal. Off the field,
14: on the field, the kid is phenomenal. You know, I've seen a lot of leaders since I was in high school, since I was in grade school, since I was a college player. The kid on the field, off the field, he's a leader everywhere you see. Uh, In the classroom, in the community, on the field. He's the quarterback of our defense. He's made plays everywhere I've ever looked. Um, Just just a phenomenal athlete. Any way you can say, and not just an athlete, I'm going to say a student athlete. He's a great student. He's great in the community. Studies the game. The kid is hungry. He's a competitor. And at the end of the
1: day, those are the guys you're blessed as a coach to coach with. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Go hang out with your team, your buddies.
14: Give me a score. Give me a score tomorrow. Score tomorrow 24 20 Cats.
1: Everybody's going close. I love it. You got it. Thanks to Taylor Deesville. Jason Walker. Show appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more from Tight End Sports Bar, Plano, Texas, when we return.
7: Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Ruckers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. Twelve-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Ruckers Furniture 1010 Dearborn Helena.
1: For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Uh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show, the extended version on the road to Frisco. Big thanks to... Montana Football Hall of Fame, Big Sky Brokers, Pinkerton and Company, Overland Express, Speaker Sprinklers, Excite Base for helping make this trip possible. All the way down here as we cover the Bobcats run to a national championship. They take on North Dakota State tomorrow here in uh, Frisco, Texas. We are just outside of Frisco here at Plano at uh, Tight End Sports Bar. We appreciate Robert, the manager, for letting us in here. And it's been a lot of fun the last couple of days, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's continuing. As we welcome in now. Is it Sammy Saunders? Is that right? It is. Yeah. Okay, so your dad was before Dean. I had Dean Alexander on yesterday, he the did.
13: legendary voice of the Bobcats, but your dad was before him. He was, yeah. Uh, dad was the, uh, I believe dad was, the, I always have to try to remember, but dad was the voice of the Bobcats from 72 ish. To about eighty four, um, Dean came right after Dad did. Yeah.
1: So your dad called the seventy six title game, I believe so. Yes. Okay. And then Dean called eighty four. Yeah. So uh, what's it uh, as a former you know announcer son? You don't have a good
13: radio voice. Well, <laughs> that's because Dad Dad took all the talent with him. Uh, so Dad died about uh, five years ago, a little over five years ago. Um, but I tell you what. Uh, uh, if I had his voice, I wouldn't be this because I have the face for radio, so I'm not well, too concerned about that. <laughs>
1: I got a face for radio and a voice for the newspaper. That's what people have always told me. But what's it mean to be down here for you personally? Knowing, I mean, now you you you've had you know the coverage, your dad all the way through now to
13: 2021. It, it, <laughs> it's been hard. Um, <laughs> This would be a special point. This would be a special moment for Dad. Um, Dad was uh, Dad was hardcore Bobcats. He didn't care who it was, but he was he was Bobcats. Um, you know, I think that uh, if he was here today, he'd probably be sitting right here drinking a Miller Light with me. So uh, that's awesome, I and mean, that's a. What was what was your favorite memory? Did you get to hang out in the press box with your dad at games? So we hung out a little bit in the press box, but more so at Brick Reid Fieldhouse in sure. Bozeman. Um, dad was the uh, dad also did so like a couple years ago. Dave Wooten, who we all know is a great sportscaster, um, Dave would do Bobcat games in the. Uh, in uh, in uh, the field at, at you know at the stadium, and then he would move over and do uh, basketball games, and that was probably one of my greatest memories was growing up when Dad would uh, announce with uh, Ryer Broadcasting um, with Bill Ryer uh, Bill Ryer Jr. Um, the whole family of writers that were awesome to us um, but yeah yeah, that was probably our best memories of I spent more time in the field house causing all kinds of hell and discontent as I could um, than, I, than anything in the world no, I,
1: and I, you know I did PA announcing. I worked with Bill Ryer at Ryer Broadcasting. Yep. Um, he passed away a couple of years ago. But I also, uh, you know, I started in 1996 under Bruce Parker doing PA announcing for volleyball and women's and men's basketball. And my first football game was 1996 homecoming. As the Bobcats played in northern Arizona. Uh, so I, have a, I feel like I have a little
13: bit of a connection to your family
2: there Absolutely. as well.
13: Absolutely, yeah. um,
2: It's a know, brotherhood
1: there
13: too. What's really funny is uh, here a few weeks ago, um, I got a text message just out of the blue from Bill Ryder Jr., and he says, hey, I've got some pictures of your dad that I found in my dad's old stash, basically. And I said, all right, send them to me. Let's see what they look like. Well, one picture that always sticks out in my mind, and it, it's one of the greatest pictures I've always found, is my dad walking across grass in at uh, Rose Park in Billings with a beer on top of his head, not even <laughs> holding the beer, nothing. Just, I got this, you know. And anybody that knew my dad, anybody that knew how how Lane did things, dad didn't do anything half-assed. Dad did things his way. He would drink beer, he would have fun. You know, one of the biggest things that comes to my mind, Jace, is... It's cool, but um, Dad ran a uh, 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 in Billings. They had years ago. He, I don't. You might remember this. They had a thing. Oh, Got distracted. Um,
2: <laughs>
13: um, Dad announced a thing called the pig bowl. And it used to be a football game, full-contact football game, between the Billings Police Association and the Billings Fire Department. And the Shriners would come around with their um, with their Oriental band and scare the hell out of little kids and stuff like that. But I tell you what, Dad would announce that, and he would have so much fun. He'd have more beer up in his... Announcing booth that they probably served here tonight.
1: So your dad was a little like uh, Bob Eucher's character in Major League.
13: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, except for he did, he always had good seats. You know, um, dad dad really loved it, and I uh, I, I wish I could have carried on his tradition of being a announcer. But like I said before. I have a face for radio and a uh, and a body for soul glow, I guess. But we uh, we love what we do, and um, I, I enjoy the uh, the Bozeman atmosphere. And I tell you what, I, I enjoy your show, and, and we've had a great time here tonight. The uh, the NDSU fans, boy,
3: they've oh, been hey,
13: amazing, yeah. amazing fans people asking us to go to their, their tailgates tomorrow, stuff like that. But, but it's been, uh it's been cool. yeah, I <laughs> I tell you what man, I uh it, it's been a, a great electric atmosphere here um, down in Texas. And you know what? It's probably warmer in Bozeman than it is here. But it was all day today. It was warmer in Montana than it was here. Yeah, that's what my wife said. She said, I let the dogs in, and it was 42 degrees. I said, did you shovel the sidewalks? Because I'm not. Unfortunately, she's not here. You know, my wife, uh, My wife Stephanie, is awesome. But, uh she uh, she got kind of pulled into the the COVID protocol, <laughs> um, but uh, she would have been here no matter what. She's a bobcat through and through, just like the rest of us. So uh, it's been awesome. Uh, traveling has been a nightmare, as you know, for a lot of people. But I tell you what, um, we think the people here at uh, tight ends, or well, I can't say that word here on the radio, but. Um, so podcast. Titties and beers. There you go. That's what I'm calling uh, this place? A restaurant, I
1: think, is what it's supposed to be called. Yeah,
13: yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, a restaurant. Um, the people have been awesome, and so have the fans uh, of uh, NDSU. They've been they've been really good to us tonight here tonight.
1: All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. I feel that like connection because you know, Dean gave me my first headset as a play-by-play guy. In 1997, I went up to to Missoula and did the Bobcat Women uh, at the Big Sky Tournament. And then in 2000, I ended up doing all their games on radio. So I feel that connection to Dean and obviously your dad. um, He kind of set the standard for Bobcat announcing, handed it off to Dean. and, And you know what? I mean, they're still trying to replace Dean, in my opinion.
13: Well, you know... I guess I wish I wish I had my dad's voice and I know right now he'd be looking down saying, Well, I tell you what, Sammy. We got a good game ahead of us tomorrow. Let's just get ahead of it and have a few beers.
1: I like it. So, uh,
13: give me his signature call. You know what? It's he had so many. Long. He had so many, but uh, he uh, he spent a lot of time in the year with Dan Miller up in uh, at Cook Radio in Billings. Yep. Oh, old okay. Dan. And uh, Dad was chicken man. And uh, I don't. I honestly don't have my dad's signature lines. I wish I did. But you know, when Dad died, I, I he took those with him to the grave. and He would never tell me those. So. Well, you got to come up with your own then. Well, you know what. All I gotta say is, Go Cats, Go! Baby. There you go. But say it,
1: say it as your dad would.
13: Ladies and gentlemen, Go Cats, Go!
1: I like it. That's uh, uh, Sammy Saunders. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate it, man. All right, we're uh, yeah, we're done. No, he told good stories. It was, he's got friends over here going, get him off the radio.
13: <laughs> it's all about drinking beer with those idiots. I've been with them for two
1: days. Hey, I used to work for him. I played baseball with the
13: other one. Oh, well, you know, you need to choose better friends, brother. Apparently so do you. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Uh, that
1: is Sammy Saunders joining us. Uh, we're having so, a lot of fun here at, uh, at Tight End Sports Bar, Plano, Texas. Hey, buddy, don't forget that one, too.
2: <laughs> there
1: you go. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the game tomorrow... You forget we have a game tomorrow when you're having so much fun here at tight ends, but the Bobcats, the Bison, I mean, it's going to be, I think, a, a, I don't think it's going to be a 10-7 game. I think it's going to be, like, you know, most people have said, in the 20s. You know, we had a 24-20 prediction from Taylor Dees. I think you have the chance to see two of the best defenses in the entire, the two best defenses, scoring defense-wise, in the entire country. Unbelievable offenses. Where's that clash? Who ends that clash? You know, and it's just, it's awesome because it's going to be a fantastic game. For those that haven't made it down to Texas, uh, we apologize to you. It's been a fun time down here. You're going to watch on TV, we know, but uh, it, it's 10 a.m. kickoff on ESPN2, and you know, and and people have been saying this all all week that we've been here, and especially you just heard it. The North Dakota State fans have been unbelievably welcoming. They've been here. They know what they're doing. They know how to how to finish. They know, you know, they know how to and where to go, and and how to pace yourself when you get down here because they've been here. But I think, you know, I think the run ends tomorrow. Obviously, I'm picking the Bobcats. But North Dakota State has never lost at Frisco, Texas in the national championship. The Bobcats have never played at Frisco, Texas. And I think that run ends tomorrow. I think the Bobcats win. I think it's, uh, you know, I think, honestly, I think the Bobcats might score a little bit more than people think. I'm going to go 28-17. to I think the Bobcats will have a fantastic defensive performance i think troy anderson wins the buck buchanan tonight and uh it's it's just it's awesome to be down here uh, covering the the road to the championship thanks to our great sponsors for making it happen the montana football hall of fame big sky brokers pinkerton and company leather overland express speakers sprinklers excite baits please check those out anytime you can our normal regular sponsors, uh, Montana Custom Log Home, Ruckers Furniture, Mike Miller State Farm Insurance, Auto Concepts, uh, Cafe Zydeco, Dinner's Done Right, Capital Collision Center, and so many more that uh, it's just to make everything possible. It's been fun. We hope you enjoyed the coverage all week on the road to Frisco. We'll be back Monday at 4 p.m. S- uh, Mountain Time with uh, somewhere on the road, probably, or maybe back in our home. We don't know yet. But uh, we'll be we'll be back Monday. And we'll have complete coverage from the national championship game. The Bobcats, the Bison. It all gets underway tomorrow from Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Central. Thank you to Robert and uh, the crew here at Tide End Sports Bar. Again, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our great fans for uh, helping out make this trip possible, too. Hope you enjoyed the coverage. We'll see you Monday from the road. Jason Walker Show. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice where you have a repair. Choose Capital Collision Center. We'll see you from the road on Monday. Go Bobcats.